Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. I am your host, Canvas Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCanvasSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCanvasSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcasts. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support this podcast to help support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, and equipment as well as travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support and you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month you'll get early access to live streams um you'll get um exclusive episodes um, you'll get exclusive things like talking smack, like off topic things that I'll, I'll do for, for funsies and, um, you'll, you'll really grow and get a lot out of it. And, um, you know, and you can help support us by, you can help support us by getting, um, the funds to be able to expand the podcast, whether it's to be on SoundCloud, whether it's to buy even better microphone equipment whether it's to buy cameras so we can interview, so we can do full interviews at uh, trade shows, full professional interviews, um, just anything, you know, we anything would help. You know, a dollar will go a long way. And uh, without further ado, let's get to the show. Hello, y'all. Um, hope you guys are having a very good uh, evening so far. Uh, right now it's 507 in legal Massachusetts the heartland of America and um, I, I I saw this story on my Twitter feed and I immediately had to call shenanigans not because of this not because of the story itself but because of, of, of what is going on in the story I, I feel like there's some very virulent and nefarious stuff going on in Alberta right now in Alberta Canada so I see a tweet from um, Jesse, a guy, a guy or woman. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's Jesse's a very like, um, it's a very like unisex name, kind of like Mister Sativa's like legal name. Which again, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't want to dox myself, so I'm not gonna give my full legal name. But um, my my legal name that was given to me could go to either a woman or a man. But. Um, but yeah, um, anywho, um, so Jess, Jesse Staniforth, um, said, um, Edmontons 
What light can you shed on the reasons why your police seem to be making significant drug-impaired driving arrests when everyone else reports no increase? They're also given far more, they've also given far more tickets for driving with open cannabis containers. What's the story? All right, so th there you have it. I have to call shenanigans. So I'm going to read this story from the Star. Um, it was written by Kashmala Fida. And it says, Pol police report shows dramatic spike in drug-impaired driving arrests in Edmonton since le cannabis legalization. Edmonton. More people have been arrested for driving while high on drugs, and it is costing Edmonton police a lot of money bringing them in, according to a police report. On Thursday, the city released a report from the Edmonton Police Commission, which states police have seen a significant increase in drug-impaired driving arrests, including those under the influence of cannabis between October 2018, when cannabis was legalized, and April 2019. In those six months, Edmonton Police Service made 53 drug-impaired driving arrests. For the same time period a year earlier, the tally was three. Canada was legalized in cannabis was legalized in Canada in October 17, 2018. During the first few days, stores experienced lineups from opening to close. Al Al Albertans spent the most on cannabis, with 33 million spent on recreational weed from legalization until t December 2018. Ontario's population is more than three times that of Alberta. But they spent about $29 million. The report states that out of, out of the 53 drug-impaired driving arrests, 19 were suspected to be impaired by cannabis. As, as supply increases, the numbers will rise, the number warns. But, however, not everyone believes the report is accurate. Councillor Scott McKean said he's skeptical of the spikes and the links the and of the he's skeptical of the skeptical of the spike and links the increase to police actively searching for drug impaired drivers. I agree with this councillor. I I think that there are shenanigans being pulled by the Edmonton Police Department. I I feel that they're trying to they're trying to make money off they they could no longer make money off busting people for merely using cannabis without a prescription and they're hurting you know they're, they're losing out on overtime they're losing out on on money they're losing out on pats on the heads by by their police chiefs or whatever for for getting good numbers and because of this because they've grown to love busting people for cannabis you know, it's once you have a habit, it's very it can, it can take 21 days to sort of break to help sort of start breaking it or whatever. Once you have a habit, it's too easy to fall into that habit and default to that habit, like, like, like we're seeing. And the collateral damage is, is people are being busted, but because more people are using cannabis, you know, and you know, these cops can just be like, oh, let's. They can just ramp up, they can just drum up things now, you know? Like, um, now that they know people are coming out of dispensaries, maybe they can be like, they can have like a, like a sort of like a, a, a checkpoint. I don't know the legality of that in Canada, I'm not Canadian, but, you know, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're, 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 um, at the check, 
maybe they're at where these marijuana dispensaries are, or they're parked near them, and then they're busting people. But here's the deal with cannabis, though. It's not like alcohol, where you can instantly tell that someone is impaired or not. It's very, it's a very, very different animal. Um, with with um, cannabis, you know, the metabolites stay in your your system for weeks or, or even months for some indiv- individuals or heavy users. But you know, if if let's say they do this, let's say these cops are doing these like security check or they're doing these checkpoints you know, near, like, like in the United States, like some states, it's legal for there to be DUI checkpoints, or it's legal for cops to sort of chill near popular bars and then try to, try to bust people. You know, that's, that's illegal for, in, in a lot of states. I don't know if that's, those are the tactics that the Edmonton police are trying, but it does sound like it. Like, like the article just said, Alberta has a lower, much lower population than Ontario, but per capita, it outspent Ontario for cannabis. So the demand is really, really high. And these cops still don't like cannabis and they don't like that they, that they don't have this as a toolkit to, 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 to arrest people for. So, oh, what, what can we do? Oh, let's, 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 uh, who's here? Oh, um, it's, it's, it's Chief Officer Blair. Um, can I come in? Yeah, sure, you can come in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, um, uh, we, we, we're running out of, um, overtime to sort of give our cops, and, um, you know, it's really getting under our skin, and we've about had it with, 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 with less overtime in our, in our, in our force not having things to do, like, like, you know, we it, it bothers us that we have to focus on real actual crimes like rape or like murder or like theft or whatever. It, it hurts us that we have to focus on real crimes. You don't really know how to do that, you know, but um, there has to be a way we can continue busting people. Oh, I know. Um, we can we can set up we can look at where these people are coming from, like where they're. Like, where, where the dispensaries are, we can track them, because, I mean, it's just public knowledge, one. Two, we can park outside them, and we know because cannabis shows up in the metabolites, we know that for a fact we can't prove that people are, are currently high, but we can drum up charges, and we can get people on drug driving or open containers, we can be sticklers for the open container. We can be like, oh, we, um, did you get it from a from a licensed uh, shop, from an LP or whatever? Did you get it from that? Or did you get it from the black market? Because if you got it from the black market, that's illegal. You know, it's similar to what's happening in Arkansas where they're arresting people for open container. Like if, like, let's say, I'll give you an example. I live in legal grass at Chasets and I have family, you know, um, in different parts of the state. And I have... Um, yeah, so, like, if I were to visit my father or whatever and take my legal medicine with me to his town that's about 40, 40 minutes from where I live, you know, if I, I mean, thankfully we, thankfully we have adult use and our cops are, or we live in a, bl- a bluer state where the cops aren't as, let me say, authoritarian. They're all, they're authoritarian in all 50 states, but there's just d- varying shades of it. 
but in in the south and in in in, in the midwest and i would say yeah i would say in the south and places like arkansas it's especially onerous you know and i i always tell you everything is connected I mean, you better believe that these Canadian cops are reading stuff from, or reading and watching stuff from American cops and are trying to borrow the tactics. You know, world politics, everything is related. You know, Donald Trump got elected in the U.S., but then far, a lot more far right leaders are being are being elected in in England. It's a mess right now. A, 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 a Brexiteer and a nationalist is about to become the prime. It's about to become the prime minister. It's it's about to happen. It's gonna happen, and 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 Brexiteers have won seats in Parliament, you know. Um, and you know you have people like Jair Bolsonaro getting elected, you know, in Brazil, you know, um, in 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 East in in Eastern Europe, you have far right wing people getting getting elected, getting reelected, you know. You have far right people getting seats in 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 a lot of countries in Europe. So again, everything is connected. All right, let's 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 continue. They were not as focused on that before, he said. With the legalization of cannabis, they are duty-bound to now be focused on that as well as alcohol-impaired drivers. That's why the stats are going up. He firmly believes that the number of cannabis users would not have dramatically changed due to legalization. For people who were cannabis users, it wasn't hard to get, he said. Exactly. Police Chief Dale McPhee says he believes the increase is a result of both. More vigilance by police and legalization. I always said my concern with marijuana legalization was impaired driving. It's not really a concern. Alcohol, I mean, cannabis does not impair your driving the same way that alcohol does. Again, I don't condone people driving high and people driving intoxicated. You can be too high to drive, and I've been that. And I've, I've always taken Ubers when, when that happens, or I just stay home and, and order food. So, again, I'm not condoning people driving high. But, you know, if you're a medical user and you have a higher tolerance, it is very possible you, possible for you to vape a little bit, you know, and be medicated and not impaired. There's, there's a world of difference between being medicated and being impaired. Like, if I take... If I have if I have like terminal cancer and I take Vicodin to treat my ver- my my terminal cancer, I'm, I've probably been taking that Vicodin for months. But the thing is, you know, if I take two Vicodins or whatever to relieve my terminal cancer or to get relief for that day, I might still be able to be to I might my tolerance from using Vicodin is probably pretty high, and I'd probably I'd probably take those two Vicodins. And not really feel impaired, feel pretty sober, and feel safe enough to drive a car. But someone who only uses, you know, their Vicodin for their wisdom tooth surgery, they take two of those, and they're gonna crash and hit somebody, and and, and cause a death, or cause a fatality. So I mean, that that goes to show you that what they're saying isn't really, it's not true. You know, it's not, it doesn't paint the whole picture. You know. That was our main concern. We're certainly tracking it better. That's part of it, he said. In a May 2018 city council approved 1.4 million in one time and ongoing funding for the EPS to prepare for new le- legislation and to implement its mitigation plan. 
McPhee says police will not be asked for additional funding based on this report. We're, we are going to hold off in relation to that right now, he said. Obviously, you don't want to jump to things. Supply hasn't reached the increase. Edibles have not come up, and we have bigger issues. And that's meth, he said. Exactly. Deal with, deal with busting meth. I'm, no, not even. I feel that I feel like drugs in general should be a um, a health issue. I don't think cops should deal with it. I don't think you should get arrested for doing meth or injecting heroin or or doing LSD. I don't think anyone should get arrested for any single drug. I think it should be a public health issue. If you cause cause someone's death or whatever, or you commit a crime while you're high in that drug, yes, I agree entirely. You deserve to be prosecuted or. Or jailed if um, you're found guilty for what you did but outside of that it's, it should be a public health issue you know focus on real crimes like murder and rape and theft focus on real things that, that's just my opinion McPhee said that the police will not be seeking or asking for additional funding based on this report we're going to hold off in relation to that for right now, he said. Obviously, you don't want to jump on things. Supply hasn't reached the increase. Edibles have not come up, and we have bigger issues. And that's meth, he said. In the report, the EPS states that it takes longer to process suspected drug-impaired drivers. Six hours compared to the one hour it takes to handle drivers under the influence of al alcohol, the report says. And that costs police more as well. This is due to the this is due to the completion of the specialized field sobriety test, SFST, followed by testing by drug recognition expert, which I mean, I believe, I, I don't believe, I don't believe drug recognition experts are real. I, I'm just going to call shenanigans on that, but whatever. And a blood sample, the, the report proves. Again, the blood sample doesn't, does not tell you everything. You, you check cannabis in your blood again that's going to stay in your system for weeks or months so it does not tell it does not make the distinction between momentary impairment or whether you got high two weeks ago those distinctions are not being drawn by these by the current test and the current technology we have right now the extra tests are expensive too costing eps 536 dollars and 88 cents compared to the $89.48 it costs to deal with an alcohol-impaired arrest. This does not include time to write up reports or court attendance. The report will be presented to the community and public service committees on Wednesday. End of article. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're in Alberta or you're in, in parts of Canada where you're seeing this tyranny, where you're seeing this fake legalization, I would fight this with everything you've got. I'd keep your public elected officials and MPs and Senate senators accountable. I would I would hold your province your province leader accountable, um, and I would vote out any of these people that are that are allowing these cops to 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 sort of do this. You know, I I strongly suspect that they're doing these. That they're doing these sort of DUI checkpoints. That they're scoping out where these dispensaries are. They're they're camping out. They're looking for people that might have came out of these dispensaries, and then they're just arresting people, and and trying to make extra cash and trying to 
make up for that lost overtime that they're they're missing out on now that it's legal. That's that, that that's my theory. I could be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. I'm not from Canada. I don't know the ins and outs of the laws, but I I would I would suspect that that is happening. So. You know, again, if you're in Canada, fight tyranny, fight fake legalization, fight fight the fight these shenanigans, and as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends, and peace.